Well, guys, I want to say good morning and thank you all for listening. Please remember to subscribe to my page, Talking with Topher, episode six. Super excited right now. Uh, got a lot of work done this week. Um, I had to change out some electrical plugs. Unfortunately, those still do not have power, so I'm going to need an electrician to figure that one out. But my dogs have been like jumping on the fence and scratching at it whenever my neighbor's dog gets let out, and it's been just crazy. We have to make sure all the dogs aren't out at the same time, or they just bark at each other, and it's just, it's been, you know, just just annoying. You don't want your dogs barking. It's loud and obnoxious, and no one needs to listen to that. So I took, uh, I got a shed out back, and it's one of those pop-up sheds, um, and I was like, what if we stick it in between the fences? And so we did that yesterday. I had to dig down a shit ton of dirt and level out the ground and then move the entire shed over. But now it's in between the fence and the deck and the dogs can't get there anymore. So I am super pumped. I'm hoping that's going to eliminate that issue and, you know, probably still have to make sure that the dogs on out at the same time but i think it's going to eliminate them barking in the corner and eliminate my dogs digging up that corner and every time i have to mow my lawn i have to redig it and rake it and smooth it back out just so that when i'm done mowing and i let the dogs back out they can dig it back up and make make it like that all over again so i'm excited hope my uh ideas worked and uh, now i gotta find an electrician to figure out why my electrical outlets are no longer working outside even though uh in my eyes i can see the wire coming in it goes to the junction box and then the junction box goes to the electrical panel which the circuits are working perfectly so i don't understand uh, but that's a me problem natural boss nh.com these products are great uh, they invoke your inner awesomeness. You are lavishing yourself with products crafted with the utmost care and small, intricate batches. Your experience is enhanced with fresh, unadulterated ingredients and organic botanicals. Everything is proudly made in New Hampshire. And if you can see the bottle there, I'm trying to get rid of that glare. Uh oh. Nope, that's not gonna work. Right there. Natural boss. This hand sanitizer is great, guys. I just squirt a little bit on there, rub that in real nice. And it is just amazing. Makes my hands uh, sanitized so no bad bacteria or coronavirus spreading. If I uh, wash my hands with this and then touch my face, I feel safe. It also keeps my hands very uh, smooth. And uh, I like it especially because when you get out of the store and you get in your car, you got to wash your hands with some hand sanitizer after shopping now. So it doesn't make my hands stick to the steering wheel, which is really nice. Um, and this stuff is just great. So I want you to check them out. It's... Uh, naturalbossnh.com 
and that's uh, N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Talking with Topher. So I hope everybody else has been doing good this week. It's very exciting to see stores reopening, whether it's at half capacity or minimal capacity, but at least places are starting to open again. Um, and I just wish everybody the best getting back on their feet and hopefully we all get, uh, back to where we were. We get back to business as usual and we can all enjoy what's, um, well, hopefully going to be summer soon, right? So June 21st, I believe is summer. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, who doesn't love summer, right? Shorts, outside, sun, activities and even though you can't go everywhere right now at least we can enjoy the sun and still uh, be able to enjoy some activities so um, you know I just feel that everybody's kind of a little too anxious to get back out and doing things I feel that um, doing it the way we're doing it is probably the best way i mean new hampshire numbers have been way way down because of all this and you know i was a little worried being a border store being a border store that uh we were going to you know have an increase of massachusetts uh customers because uh we're right there by mass so uh i was worried about going back to work and you know, uh, having people, um, from Massachusetts where the numbers are larger than New Hampshire. Now they're coming into, um, New Hampshire and, you know, that could cause a spread of things, but, um, where I'm at, we are doing window service till the end of the month. Um, so, which is, which is really nice. We can serve everybody with or without a mask. Um, I'm wearing a mask and I'm wearing my gloves, but, we can actually serve people through our window, which has been kind of exciting. Um, we're getting ready to open up the doors, hopefully at the end of the month. And you know, we got splat. We're gonna got, we're gonna put in splash guards. We're gonna have everything all situated so that uh, the customers can eventually come into the store, which will be uh, very very exciting to actually let people back in. But as of right now, you know, things are good through the window, we're opening, we're, we're getting back to work, uh, I hope more people are getting to do this, I know other companies are um, in a lot, lot worse situation than I was, but um, I can see that opening up and getting things started slowly is probably the best uh, procedure for that, so... But I'm excited, Um, you know, got some, like I said, got some house projects done, going back to work, Um, all good things, all good things. It's been a crazy two months, and um, yeah, this is is where I'm at this week. Things are looking good. Um, I finished my five-day water fast. I finished it on uh, Friday, uh, Friday at midnight. I uh, officially finished it, and it was it was good. Uh, very exciting because for the first time out of the 
Uh, let's see, I do it twice a year, and uh, so I've done it two, four, five, six. I've done it about six or seven times now, um, and <clears throat> this is the first time that I only lost like 6.6 pounds, and I was talking to someone, and I was like, yeah, I must have gained more muscle, so therefore there was less uh you know, less water, less this for it to, uh, you know, deplete me of. And it turns out that I was on the right path, but I wasn't 100% correct. I guess I had, I, I actually have a good diet now. So having a good diet, eating my proper amount of sodium and taking care of my gut and not eating garbage and stuff, my body had less waste to get rid of and with the proper amount of salt I've been eating I am guessing because I'm not a doctor or physician or anybody of um, that type of knowledge so I'm assuming that I was I had less water in my system because my body was actually doing what it was supposed to with it with the proper amount of salt and then the good food I had less bacteria or bad bacteria in my gut so normally when I do a fast, I was losing 14 to 11 pounds every time. So I'd get up to 155 and i get down to 140, 142, whatever that is. <clears throat> this time started at 156.8, right? Something like that. And I ended at 146.6. So it was like a 6.6, uh, .6, whatever 6.6 .6 turns out to be. I apologize for my math right now, but um, yeah, so I only lost 6.6 .6 pounds, and for me, that's incredible. I was super pumped to still be over 145 pounds after a five-day water fast, so um, that's probably one of the most exciting things because I'm finally getting my body right. I finally am putting on muscle after all these years of sitting around eating candy and complaining I wasn't putting on muscle and now that I'm being active running and actually lifting weights and doing these things I'm finally putting on muscle and that all makes sense though so it's just been it's been great uh, for me anyways I just I really enjoy those water fasts uh, I do it again in November I can let you guys know if uh, when I start it if you want to join me and I go, well, that's, that's fasting. Fasting is literally just water and no food. Um, so that's the proper way to do it. You can, in, you can add in coffee. Um, it has to be a hundred percent black. Um, so it's just the water, just the coffee, nothing else. Um, and then of course there's, uh, some other stuff that I'm not, um, I'm not aware of, I'm not knowledgeable of, I know there is, uh, other things, you know, I've taken, I take my vitamin D still, I was, I did take my, um, uh, like, uh, shoot, what's that stuff, fish oil and stuff like that, I'm not sure if that stuff breaks your fast, it's possible it does, and if it does, I'm sorry, maybe I didn't fast, but I still want to take my supplements, I still want to take my uh, fish oils. I want my joints to stay moving, even though I'm not, because for that entire week, um, I didn't run. 
I don't work out. I don't do anything. I just fast. Um, so, and I, I like to do it that way because you're already um, sending the body under a lot of stress. And then I just like to take my vitamins and stuff still, no matter what. Um, whether, it, whether it breaks my fast or not, I take them in the morning and then I just drink water all day. So, uh, in, 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 in my eyes, I'm still fasting, but yeah, I still take my supplements, but yeah. So if you guys are interested, like I said, I'll be doing that in November. We'll, uh, we can set up chats and people can tell me how they're doing and let me know how you feel, um, during a five day water fast. I think it'll be a fun challenge for you. Uh, it gives me a lot of discipline. It just shows me that things are not as difficult as I make them out to be. And uh, I am patient enough to wait for, um, you know, the five days to be up to eat again. And it just, it helps me uh, in my everyday life and my struggles with my alcohol and everything else. Because if I can get through a five-day water fast, I can get through a day without drinking. And uh, so it's just, it's a great mental discipline for me. And uh, yeah, I hope to hear more of you guys out there. Let me know you're willing to give it a shot and uh, we'll get that set up for November. Everybody is starting to open up again and that includes New Hampshire Vape Gallery located in Seabrook, New Hampshire, uh, 180 Lafayette Road in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. Uh, this place is great. We've got all your disposables in stock. Uh, puff bars, puff bar pluses. We've got your ripe bars. We've got Esca bars. We've got all the bars. Uh, so if you're looking for disposables, NHVG is the place for you. You can also give them a call, 603-814-4171. We also have all the juice and accessories for all your vaping needs. So again... That's New Hampshire Vape Gallery. Come down, check us out. 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire. 603-814-4171. And that's New Hampshire Vape Gallery. Talk to you later. But yeah, so I've got another story for you guys. I'm gonna, I have a lot of stories. Um, some are much better than others. Some are longer than others. But, um, you know, they are... Uh, my stories, and I, I, I want to tell you guys my stories. That way, you have something you can look at and be like, "Oh, okay, I'm not doing so bad," or "I didn't do that bad," you know. So it just gives you something else to feed off of. Because looking in the mirror all the time, you can't always see what's wrong um, until someone either points it out, or you eventually do see it for yourself. So. Um, back in 2003, in the summer, uh, my girlfriend and her parents left me to watch, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, left me to watch their house while they, uh, went on a trip and, uh, they were going to Jamaica. I couldn't afford to go to Jamaica, so I got to stay home and watch the house. It's not too bad. And then, um. You know, so all of this stuff that I'm about to mention happened within like a 24-hour period. And I did call my sister to verify some of this information because it was very foggy to me. 
and I thought I was putting way too much into this, and I was like, did this really all happen in a day? And she verified. It did all happen in one day, and she said it was crazy, and that, uh, yeah, she was just like, yes, this happened 100%. So... As always, I wake up in the morning and uh, I'm drinking. I've got a bottle next to the bed. Uh, my my poison at the time uh, was 151. Love that stuff. One of my favorite things to do is to put it in a cup and light it on fire and then blow it out and take a swig of that. Uh, so I, I always wake up and start drinking immediately. Uh, and uh, they were... They were all gone, so I got the house to myself, so I'm, I'm doing my thing, um, and now, you know, I decide it would be a great idea to take her little brother's dirt bike out for a ride. Now, I guess this would be fine if I was a person that drove dirt bikes or motorcycles all the time, which I'm not. Um, I was driving a really old Rickman like 125 at the time and he had like Kawasaki and I think it was I think it was in the 200s as well. He always had the 200s, big bikes for him. Uh, he was a, he was a big kid. And uh I took this thing for a ride and I'm whipping it around the house, right? And I'm just going down the down the grass, up the driveway. You know, and it starts raining, and I'm like, oh, this is so much fun, and I'm just driving this thing around. I'm going up the driveway, and I am just screaming with this thing, and I couldn't make my turn. I did it too late. Who knows? Alcohol involved. Anything can go wrong. So now I have to make a quick decision, and I decide it's going to be a great idea. Lay the bike down real fast and wherever I go is where I go and at least if I hit something it's going to be a softer impact than the bike so I was coming up and I'm coming at of they have a van and then over to the right was was their dad's BMW so of course I'm coming up and I flip I throw the bike and I get thrown into the beamer and the bike slides into the van Luckily, by the time it hit the van, it was just the back tire and it went underneath the car and then part of the plastic on the bike bumped the body of the van. So no damage there. That was good. The Beamer, on the other hand, took the whole took took my entire body. I went right into the rear fender, hip first slammed over it, bent over as I hit it, slammed my head off the friggin' trunk. It was just, and then I'm laying on the ground and I fucked up my shoulder like hard. And this was just so brutal. And I'm laying there and I'm trying to deal with my pain. And I'm like, okay. So now I get up, I pick up myself, um... And I, I, I clean everything up. I put the bike away. I go back into the house, um, dealing with my shoulder. And now I'm trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do about this Beamer. Because now this is going to cost, I, in my eyes, a shit ton of money. I mean, I'm only 
well, it's 2003, so I'm about 23 years old. So anything over 500 bucks for me at the time is very expensive, even though anything over 500 bucks today is still very expensive. So things really haven't changed financially, but that's okay. That's okay. So now I'm thinking about all this stuff. I'm drinking, and uh, I call my sister and her boyfriend um, to come over, and uh, we're, we're drinking. We're having a good old time. Sun starts to go down. And now uh, I decide, sounds like a great idea since it's getting dark out to drive the dirt bike again. Now, mind you, this is a drunken state. So it is not 7, 8 o'clock at night. It is now almost 11 or 12. So I am wearing uh, the reason that this time driving the dirt bike is different from the last time because the last time I was wearing sneakers. I was kind of geared up for it. This time I'm just obliterated in my shorts and I'm wearing these shoes. They they call that well they were called. I don't even know if they exist anymore, but they were called soap shoes. So right in the middle um, of your sole was this plastic piece that you could actually take out and replace on the shoe and that would allow you to run and jump and then grind like a rail or a staircase or anything that you could grind with a skateboard you basically could grind now with your shoes so i'm wearing these things and i'm trying to start the dirt bike well what you probably think is going to happen happens i go to kickstart it the soap shoe slides off the kicker and my shin drags down the uh, that fucking peg that you put your shoe on. Um, and it literally cuts out a chunk of my skin. And I'm talking like super, super deep. Like it just, it. I have no skin there now. It's super frail. It's shiny. And literally if like anything whacks me in that one spot in my shin instantaneously opens up starts bleeding it still to this day there's just nothing there it's just a tiny thing of skin and bone so one thing i was very good at doing if i didn't hurt anybody else or damage any property i was definitely very good at hurting myself while i was drunk um so now i've cut my fucking leg I got to put, I drive the dirt bike around anyways while I'm bleeding because I did get it started, of course. I drive it around. I bring it back. I got blood gushing down me. My soap shoe is full. My socks red. It used to be white. Um, And I go back into the house. And now um, the cops show up. So now we got, and, 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 So I wrap up my leg. Um, As I wrap up my leg, uh, we hear a knocking at the door. So uh, I'm trying to keep my leg from bleeding. Now the cops are there. Excuse me. At the time, I was not very aware of my legal rights and stuff like that. Or I just didn't pay attention because I was drunk. But somehow, I think just let the cops in. So now the cops are in the house. They are digging through 
my girlfriend and her parents shit. They found the cabinet of alcohol. And now I I believe my sister had been taken home and that's she was because her uh my girlfriend's aunt and uncle were called. So now they show up and they're talking to the cops. I'm cuffed and pulled to the side. Her uncle's speaking with me. And then uh I tell him that I got I got some pot on me. So he takes the pot off me and he makes sure the cops can't get that. Um, and then, uh, you know, they take my sister and her boyfriend home at the time and they take her home. And then the cops take me to the hospital, which is where her aunt ended up meeting me. Um, now I'm at the hospital. Things are going on. I'm getting stitched up. Uh, I got a court date coming up because of all this, and I'm not 100% sure how this happened, but I ended up going home the next morning. I ended up leaving that hospital. I ended up getting stitched. I ended up getting driven home by her aunt, and then I was told to go to bed and don't worry about work. So I'm also, not only am I watching the house, but I'm watching the dog. So now I got the little puppy, um, and uh, I go to bed. This is probably 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right. I get up at like 6, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, get myself out of the house by 8. I, I grab the dog, I grab my shit, and I hop in the car, and go to work so now I'm just I'm I'm still hung over from the night before not feeling good my leg is throbbing uh, they gave me some pain medication so obviously I can't feel too much of the pain but it's just throbbing and I'm now driving to work I go to work I get into work and I'm trying to do my thing I got the dog you know letting it run around the, 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 the store and now I am getting sicker as as my body is recovering and getting rid of the alcohol I'm actually starting to feel sick and I'm getting nauseous and I'm puking and I can barely stand because now the, all the pain from my leg all the shock the pain meds everything's wearing off and now I am completely uh, coming back to normal and my body is shutting down because I've had no sleep it's been highly intoxicated for over 24 hours, and it's, I'm just fucked. So I get told, hey, why don't you go home because you don't seem like you're going to make it today. So I'm like, all right, great. So now I grab the dog, put him in the car, I think, and I'm like, all right, so I'm going home, and I now... Uh, drive home and I would have to say I was about three quarters of a mile away from the house so uh, maybe a 10 minute drive approximately and I'm very tired I haven't slept and um, I'm having trouble keeping my eyes open when I'm driving home and it's a very the, the road uh, that's in Derry um, it takes a very sharp turn, and right at that turn is where the guardrail starts, 
and there's also a telephone pole next to it. Well, I fell asleep. And I've only done this twice. This is the second falling asleep, so this is the only two, luckily, that I have that I have fallen asleep. But I walked away from both of them, and luckily, somehow. Um, so now I fall asleep. The road takes the turn, and I do not. I crash the car right into the guardrail and the telephone pole, and it looks like this thing hit a brick fucking wall. So the only reason I woke up is from the howls of the dog, and this dog was howling. I mean, he was sitting in the seat in a blanket, and he wound up where you put your feet underneath the dash, and he must have hit hard. I, I don't think we were going more than 30, but... Even 30 miles an hour and crashing into something that's not moving, it's going to be pretty brutal. It's a lot of damage. Uh, the airbag actually deployed because I had an airbag in this car. You know, I got some burns under my chin and on my face, but it saved me. So what are you going to do? You, I got patches when I grow my facial hair out now. Oh, well, at least I'm alive, right? So now the dog's crying. I grab the dog. I uh, jump out of the car. I'm freaking out, you know, I'm holding the dog, uh, the cops show up, ambulances show up, um, and uh, I call I call in her aunt and uncle again, because uh, her uncle helped me get the car, her aunt helped me with whatever happened between her and the police that night, I mean, they're just, they were, they're amazing people, great people, um, but, so now I'm trying to get a hold of them, cops are showing up ambulances they're checking through everything they're asking me all kinds of questions luckily luckily i was not drinking that day i had woken up from that stupor so fucked up that i literally did not need to drink i didn't need to do anything so i was a hundred percent sober when this went down but it was because of the drinking that this all happened so Again, I wasn't drunk when it happened, but the prior night basically caused all of this. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, what, what, you know, you can't go back and say what would have happened if I didn't do this because we can't change the past. The past is the past. It happened. The only thing you can do is look at it and go, pfft. I can't fucking do that again, man. This is this is bad. So now the cops, everything, car, news crews, whole nine. Clean up the clean up the site. I get let go because I just fell asleep, so there was no reason to arrest me. There was nothing going on. Dog's fine, I'm fine, we're breathing, aunt and uncle, boom, bring me back to the house. Um I have uh so now I'm thinking I've almost killed her dog. Her dad's BMW's fucked up. Um, luckily, the dirt bike had already had some skids and stuff on it from her brother smacking it around, so there was no additional damage to the bike. So, and I'm just trying to think of how I'm gonna get through this um, because we'll, you know, I'm trying to think how am I gonna explain all this? Uh, how how am I going to do this? What, what am I going to do? I'm in a fucking shit storm of a mess. I've now totaled my car. I owe her dad money for the Beamer. 
It's just it's it's a mess. I have a court case coming up. Uh, 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 my girlfriend's aunt and uncle. So it's it's craziness. I gotten so many people involved uh, just because I wanted to get fucking hammered. So I'm thinking they come home. We get through the financial bullshit of everything. Uh, obviously, we get through the court. Uh, I tell them about the court case. I tell them about everything. We get through that mess. And now I'm like, okay, we've, got, we've gotten through this. We should be good. Well, I think it was a day or two later that the local news came out. And front page was dog survives car crash. So now, <laughs> this is gone, front page news, you can only see my torso, it's me holding the dog, it's a picture of the dog's face, and it's just titled, Dog Survives Car Crash. And I was like, oh, I guess everybody knows now. And it was just one of those things where I was like, holy shit, you know, my bad my actions, my bad ideas, my bad, everything that I was doing wrong is now out there. It's, it's front page news. Um, and it was just one of those things that took a little bit longer to get around because I mean, you're not just keeping this between, you know, 10 people, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not just friends and families anymore. It was, Literally the entire town was like, oh, hey, I know what you did. And uh, that was just, it was, it was crazy to see uh, something like that on the front news and have it involve you. So uh, that is just another one of those crazy scenarios where I just drank and drank and drank and I caused so much havoc, craziness, destruction within 24 hours. And then of course, two days later, everybody else knew and, you know, it kind of got brought up for about a week or two and then it died off like almost everything does, except now it seems to die off in like two or three days because there's just an overabundance of news and information coming in whether it's true or false but there's just a shit ton of information every day now so i hope you enjoyed that i hope you have a great week and um yeah i just looking forward to having these conversations with you guys uh, i find it to be so much fun um really enjoying doing this podcast as you can see um, trying to update things, keep this thing flowing, keep it moving. Um, and re please remember, subscribe and like. This has been Talking to Topher. Talk to you later.